What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. A rough morning. Rough morning in the fantasy football world. A lot of injuries just in one game last night. Man, that was really brutal with Christian Kirk. And Trevor Lawrence going down, and it capped off a week of rough injuries. But a lot of injuries means a lot of waiver wire possibilities as well. We welcome you. Good morning, everybody. We are into week 14, the last week of the regular season for most of you out there. And uh, if you already made the playoffs, congratulations. If you need to win, we're going to help you out today. Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Good morning, guys. Dave, tough one last night. You know, first of all, I got some feedback from people that said, how could you have been so happy on Sunday night when there were so many injuries? And usually you're the guy that's angry on Sunday night. And I just I I remember the conversation we had here in the office, Adam, where you pulled me aside and you were like, listen, dude, you can't be negative anymore. Fantasy is supposed to be fun. What? We have to have fun on the show. Yeah. You, you stopped me right at our at our omelet station here, <laughs> here at the office. And you were like, you, you got to have a good time. You got to keep it upbeat. Got to keep it fun. And then here you are uh-huh. sulking into Monday show, complaining about all the injuries. You're pulling a Dave. No one likes it, um, but I'm, I'm doing fine. And I'm sorry <laughs> okay. that you're not. All right. No, I mean, look, it was just... Uh... It was exciting. You know, Christian Kirk goes down. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Zay Jones and Parker Washington is sure. And then Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, but whatever. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Yeah. And and if Lawrence doesn't, he has an ankle sprain. If he doesn't come back and finish out this season, or even if he comes back and he's gimpy, he's really going to be a pretty interesting guy next year again. Right, Jamie? I mean, obviously we'll get to the waiver wire in just a second, but the way he was finishing this season was so exciting And now he goes out like this, and it's going to be interesting to see the way people break down his 2023 year. I'm curious to see what the receiving core is going to look like, because it would be surprising if they bring back Calvin Ridley, given the compensation they have to give the Falcons in return, plus paying him. So that's the, the, I think, the 
kind of the sticking point. I guess they have an Ingram too. Oh no, they they gave Ingram contract. Um, so we'll see what happens with the receiving core there. But you know, this is what happened last year. He got hot at this point last season, and we thought, okay, this is going to be a breakout campaign for him. And then he struggled to start the season. Um, my guess is he'll be treated as somewhere between QB nine and fourteen um, in that range. You know. You have Richardson coming back, who will be another interesting prospect in comparison. I think Stroud will be ranked ahead of him, you know, just looking at the division. So there's a lot of guys you can, you know, put in the mix there and, and the rookies as well. But I, I think when Lawrence is on his game, as we've seen, he could be as as special as any quarterback in, in the league in reality and in fantasy. And even, you know, in last night's game, not the best of starts, but still 29 fantasy points based on what he's able to accomplish. And I want to stress, he's not out for the season officially, anything like that. It's an ankle sprain. He, you know, he hurt his knee and he came back and he played on a Thursday. So maybe we'll get lucky with that. Anyway, it's time to talk about the waiver wire. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Jamie, we'll start with you. Top three waiver wire priorities in week 14. Yeah, they're all running backs. Um, I, I, I was all set for Tajay Spears to be the number one player to add this week. And then Mike Vrabel, you know, thankfully said that Derrick Henry's not in the concussion protocol. So it sounds like he's going to be fine. And they have an extra day to make sure he's fine because the Titans play the Dolphins on Monday in week 14. Um, it sounds gross, but Ezekiel Elliott is my number one guy to add. Um, just looking at the amount of touches that he had against the Chargers last week, plus the Thursday turnaround with Ramondre Stevenson out, uh, most likely out. Um, he's the number one guy to go get. I think Roshan Johnson should be the second guy to go get just based on what he showed us in his last game and you know the potential for his outlook rest of season, not the easiest of schedules as we've, we've talked about quite a bit, but um, could still be a flex option and maybe more. And then I still put Spears third just with the potential of maybe him getting more work, maybe Derrick Henry not necessarily being healthy, but I, I think Spears is still worth adding because you saw what the upside could be. I mean, he looked electric with his uh, his touches, season nine touches and 89 total yards, what he was able to accomplish on four catches. So I think he could be a difference maker for fantasy if he does get a chance to start at least one game. So that's Ezekiel Elliott going up against Pittsburgh on Thursday. Rashawn Johnson faces the Lions. We know they are, they're a tough matchup. And we also, I would think Deontay Foreman has a decent chance of coming back this week. And Tajay Spears... You know, for what Jamie just said, Dolphins on Monday, but Spears' outlook not as good as Derrick Henry. Thankfully, not in the concussion protocol. All set looks like to play on Monday against the Dolphins. Two Monday night football games this week, by the way. Uh, Dave, who are your top three priorities? Doubleheader on Monday night. One game with the Titans, one game with the Giants. You're welcome, America. Uh, My top three. (laughs) Zeke is number one for the same reasons Jamie laid out there. I know he's on the injury report with a thigh. Uh, how many muscles are in the thigh, Adam? It doesn't matter. No one misses time with a thigh injury. We proved that last week. Thank you very much. I Rashad thought there was Johnson somebody missing him with a thigh injury. So there? if they call it a quad, then I'll 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 was say. It, wasn't somebody out with a thigh injury? I thought probably, probably. I mean, I'm honestly you have no idea. But like, yeah, it's a dead leg. He's fine. I, I'm joking, but he'll he'll play. He'll play. You're you're guaranteeing it. I mean, he was on the injury report last week. I see no reason why he wouldn't play. Also, almost almost all the Patriots' skill players were on the injury report this week with the 
the uh, the the designation that they have to give on Monday. Did you? I think we should mention what's going on with Ramondre. Right, right. I was about and to ask that. It, it's not, all the all the internet doctors think it's a high ankle sprain, which should probably end his season. Which means Zeke is going to be not only great this week, well, theoretically anyway, but also he should get opportunities the rest of the year. Like Patriots full tank mode, let Zeke free. He's he's someone that might be a decent starter if you're desperate at running back or as a bye week replacement this week. Whatever. If you need a running back, Ezekiel's the one to get. And Roshan's so second. The the player who missed with a thigh injury, and it was originally as a quad injury, but they did list it oh. at least in our injury report as a thigh, is Rashid Chahid. Okay. I'm going quad with him. <laughs> uh go ahead, Dave. Uh Zeke, Zeke Roshan. Roshan too. And then I think it's really what you need. If you need a wide receiver, because there were a lot of wide receivers that were hurt in week 13, Elijah Moore is at the top of the list for me. I'm not really excited about that pick either, but you got to love the volume. You've got to love the chemistry that he has over multiple seasons with multiple teams with Joe Flacco. I think Flacco is still going to start for the Browns. And as long as that's the case, and, and especially if Amari Cooper's out, I think Elijah Moore is your third best waiver wire target. Unless you need a tight end, and then I'd try and get Isaiah Likely back on your roster. Unless you need a running back with some upside for the rest of the year, in which case I'd go with Tajay Spears or Antonio Gibson. Yeah, uh, we haven't. Did anyone say Kenneth Gainwell's name? He's after uh, Spears for me in terms of the running back priorities. I would put Elijah Moore ahead of him as well. Uh, but you look at um, DeAndre Swift. We just don't know. We don't know what the uh, the status is there. And right, exactly. So th- we have no idea. I-, I haven't seen anything. I'm looking right now on Twitter, on X, to so- find anything on DeAndre Swift. I haven't seen anything. It didn't seem that serious. He left late, late, late in the game. People are actually criticizing him even being in, but I think that's silly. But uh, Gainwell, you know, week one for Kenneth Gainwell was, I think, 18 touches. And yeah, he's facing the Cowboys. But yeah, it was 14 carries and four catches at New England. You can't ignore that. That would obviously be a pretty big deal if DeAndre Swift were out. Yep. Sunday night at Dallas. So, uh, and then of course and he scored against the Cowboys in that game. You know, he got the rushing touchdown over Swift. He also had five catches against yep. the 49ers in their comeback effort. So he was playing a lot more than Swift at the end of the game. Yeah. It almost and, felt like Swift was giving him an opportunity to rest as opposed to vice versa. <laughs> he played more, he played more than Swift throughout the game. I, I, I don't know. He ended up with more snaps than Swift. I figure it was probably pretty even before Swift got hurt. Okay, so anyway, uh, those are some of your top priorities. We'll talk about quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew could be at the top of the list. Of course, in the shallow leagues, you could have one of those Packers wide receivers if Christian Watson doesn't play. Uh, That was another one. I mean, Sunday night was a thrilling game. Monday night was a thrilling game, but they both came with some pretty bad injuries. So that was uh, disappointing, disappointing. It's going to be, I think, a tough week for a lot of people with uh, the Commanders, by the way, and the Cardinals on a bye. So, Morning Buzz is what you need to start your day. If you missed any of the sports action, the fake basketball tournament is alive and well yesterday and today. So, if you want to know what's going on there, check out Morning Buzz on CBS Sports HQ. But not just that. All the college football buzz, college basketball buzz, of course, NFL. Um, Your sports day starts here with highlights from all the top games and leagues. Catch up on storylines and social buzz. Jump in and jump out. Morning Buzz runs all morning starting at 9 a.m. and get it all for free on the CBS Sports app. When I am done with with editing this show and publishing it, I will throw on HQ. I'll watch a little Morning Buzz and I will, you know, get caught up. It's it's really a great resource. (sighs) We talking fab today? Should we talk fab today? (laughs) 
Is there a break the bank guy? Um, I guess if you need a running back, then there is for Zeke if he's available. Um, if you are just trying to, you know, get ahead of you know your league and he's still available, Roshan Johnson. You know, I don't know if he's a break the bank guy, but you could certainly spend a good portion of it if you want to. Two QB leagues are going to be a lot of people searching for help. If you're down Kyler Murray and Sam Howell on a buy, and you're looking for a Trevor Lawrence replacement, I mean, think think about the fad that could be spent on, you know, Joe Flacco, Jake Browning, uh, Tommy DeVito, CJ Beathard. You know, there's just a lot of uh, junk out there, but they may be starters for you that you're looking for 12 plus PPR points, 12 plus points. Yeah. Uh, well, if Ramondre could miss, you know, the rest of the season or the rest of the fantasy season. Zeke's got the Steelers, and I'll talk about them in a second, but then the Chiefs have a pretty bad run defense. The Broncos have a terrible run defense. Buffalo has a bad run defense. He actually has good matchups, plus he might get every touch or just about. Um, But the Steelers guys have been a really good run defense for a while, but they are really thin at linebacker, and they just keep losing their middle linebackers, basically. Uh, Alandon Roberts being the third one. So I don't think he's going to play this week. So it looks like a bad matchup on paper, but you see James Conner just ran for 100 yards and two touchdowns against the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin even talked about how losing all these linebackers, is it's tough for them. They're, these are the communicators, right? So, you know, they're thin at a very important position when it comes to run defense. I know we all know who Zeke is. We all know what the Patriots offense is. Uh, last night we were talking about this game having the lowest over-under uh, I, you know, in like years, it's under. 30. But if you look at what Ramondre's been doing in this bad offense, and what Zeke just did against the Chargers in this bad offense where they didn't score, yeah, he's going to get probably three to five catches. He's going to get probably fifteen carries. You know, so that's hard to overlook, given what the circumstances are. Is he must start guy? No. Is he a flex at worst? Yes. Yeah. And he's sixty-two percent rostered in CBS Sports leagues. Okay. Um. Well, I was just kind of saying that maybe making the case. That you spend all your fab on Zeke, you know? Yeah. If you need it, if you need that running back. That's going to be the theme of fab this week. If you're in a do-or-die spot and you need one of these players for your lineup, cha-ching! Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I already said, I already, I usually do fab, you know, in the afternoon or at night. I did one for one league, and it's just almost everybody we're going to talk about is rostered. It's like, oh, just put in a claim for Jalen Hyatt. Great. Because I lost Christian Kirk and. Oh boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough out there for a lot of people with all these injuries. I'm sad for you. I am sad. You know, I think everybody knows how how important Trevor Lawrence is to my fantasy season. So he was gonna be the start of the week too. No, you know, you were, yeah. Uh, he did leave with the ankle injury. They, their next two games are Cleveland and Baltimore. Cleveland's struggling a little bit. Hey, good, luck, good luck, CJ Beathard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I, before I forget, we had Scott Fish on last night. And we raised $500 for Fantasy Cares, which was incredible. Nice. And he gave away oh, a, awesome. a signed Jamar Chase jersey. And you can still go donate to Fantasy Cares now and help uh, help children get toys for the holidays, those who can't afford it. But he said that the buzz in Minnesota is that Nick Mullins has the best chance to be named the starter. So I want everybody to consider that uh, with when you think about Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins and, and Jaden Re- or, uh, Jaren Hall, excuse me. Jaden Reed. Um, Nick Mullins might be the guy for the Vikings. We don't have... Hopefully find that out today. It, it would it would suck to go into, you know, your waiver period and Kevin O'Connell says, we're not 
in a rush to name our starting quarterback yet. And then you get to Wednesday and we have split snaps and practice. And, you know, so for fab leagues that run or for waivers that run Tuesday and Wednesday night, you don't get an answer. So uh, you'll see in the, I mean, you know, it, Adam, the list I sent you that Nick Mullins is on the, on the list of quarterbacks to add more for two QB or super flex leagues. But listen, if you have a chance to get ahead of it, get ahead of it. Okay. So I'll tell you a lot of things that you already know, but we'll go over it anyway. Derek Henry, not in the concussion protocol. Tank Dell out for the season. Christian Kirk hurt his groin on his first snap yesterday, a 26-yard catch. Ramond- Hit the over on his uh, receiving yard prop. <laughs> uh, Ramondre Stevenson left in the first quarter. He's got the ankle injury. DeAndre Swift, we are waiting to see word on him. Brian Robinson left with a hamstring injury. They have a bye, and then they have the Rams coming out of the bye, who have been a pretty tough matchup. Uh, Christian Watson hurt his hamstring. Hopefully not too bad. They're at the Giants on Monday night. Amari Cooper left with the head injury. So the Jaguars, what a great matchup the Jaguars are right now for receivers. That would be Elijah Moore's matchup or hopefully Amari Cooper's matchup. Demario well, Douglas. it would be both of their matchups. If well, Cooper's yes, that is true. Uh, Demario Douglas was not did not practice or listed as it did not practice, and they play Thursday. So he'd be pretty appealing on the waiver wire, but we don't know that he'll be back from his concussion. Marquise Brown left with a heel injury. He's on a bye. Uh, don't know if Tommy DeVito will be the quarterback for the Giants. Terod Taylor is eligible to return. He could come back, and they have Don't said. do it, Giants. They I, shouldn't. I think DeVito would be the guy, but I don't know. Yeah, he's helped them stay competitive, and they've got to get a look to see if he could be their backup QB of the future. Yeah. Did, uh, it was, it was impressive, Adam, that you took over our social media accounts yesterday <laughs> and just trolling Heath. I did not. I saw it. I didn't know about it until last night, but there was a tweet from the Fantasy Football Today social media account comparing. No, no. Uh, NFL on CBS. Oh, wow. NFL on CBS comparing Tommy DeVito to Patrick Mahomes and basically just saying what we all knew. DeVito's better than Mahomes. <laughs> so I I, I, I quoted, I quoted, X'd it, <laughs> whatever you say <laughs> now. And I said, it's, it's always fun when Adam, Adam takes over our social media accounts and starts trolling Heath. If I had taken over the social media accounts, it would have been all about Florida State getting robbed. Still, I'm still mad about that for some reason. Darren Waller is also eligible to return. He's 51% rostered. He has great matchups rest of season, but we don't know when he'll be back. Uh, Kenny Pickett's going to be out this week and out for, you can drop him if you have him. He's going to be out likely for the rest of the fantasy season, maybe week 17, hopefully week 18 for Pickett. Uh, Derek Carr likely out this week. He's got three different injuries he's dealing with. And then it's like, how much are we going to trust the passing game against Carolina? Which just shuts down every passing game except for Mike Evans. Um, Zach Wilson, interesting situation there. If you believe the reporting, he, they wanted him to Dave, like, sum it up. They wanted him to come back and he's like, eh, I don't know. He was reportedly reluctant to go back to being the starter there because he doesn't want to get killed. And uh, unfortunately, that that reluctance might cost him future opportunities after this season. But Robert Sala swears that he does want to play. I would guess that he's the starter for the Jets. Not that that makes you feel good about the Jets or anybody on the Jets offense, because all three of their quarterbacks are atrocious. It makes me feel a lot better about Garrett Wilson, though, because he gets so many targets. we've seen it. Yeah. Great. So you'll get your 15 PPR and your seven non PPR points. I'll take that. That's fine. Uh, Tyler Higby was evaluated for a concussion there at Baltimore and, um, 
Yeah, the Steelers are pretty beat up. Jeffrey Simmons is a big deal for the Titans. Their best yep. run stuffer. He's out multiple weeks, so that's good news. Now for the him. Dolphins' offense will do really well against them. <laughs> Mostert and Achan. Uh, good news for them on Monday night. And uh, the Eagles signed Shaq Leonard. Is that a, a good IDP play or just uh, kind of a name that doesn't it matter? It can't be probably. any worse than what they have right now. Oh my gosh, that's, yes. that's a terrible defense. It, it's probably going to be the first name out of my mouth when we talk about linebackers later on. Okay. I think that's about it. AJ Terrell's in the concussion protocol. They play Tampa Bay. It's a good cornerback. That's a big deal. Yeah, good cornerback for the Falcons. And Kansas City actually got pretty beat up. Safety, Brian Cook is going to miss some time with an ankle injury. And linebacker Drew Tranquil left with a concussion. So I think they're going to lose. The, I think they're going to lose the Buffalo. I think Buffalo is winning that game. Wow! In Arrowhead, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, before we go to break, is Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes the biggest bust in fantasy? No, no way. Non injury bust. I mean, I guess by definition of uh, like I called him a bust to start the season because of his ADP. Um, to take a quarterback there, so uh, maybe, maybe he is QB eight per game. It's pretty bad for yeah. where he was going. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> what a shame. All right, you still have time to redeem yourself. It's been a little unlucky recently. We'll be right back with our top three players at each position. Let's go back to the garden at quarterback this week. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is the next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. Top three quarterbacks on the waiver wire. And listen, we'll go through guys like Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield, the ones who are rostered in more than 70% of leagues. That'll be in our shallow league segment in a little bit. But if they're not available, Jamie, who are we looking at? And maybe even if they are available, who is our t- are the top three quarterbacks? Including those guys? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, but uh, like, t- give me the top three and then compare them to those guys. The top three would be Minshew. Jameis Winston, and then take your pick between Joe Flacco or Jake Browning. I like Flacco better for this week, but we know he's not a guaranteed starter if the Browns do go back to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, which in my opinion would be a mistake. Uh, but if they do, I take him over the Jaguars, even though Browning looked awesome against Jacksonville. That's part of the reason why. But I think when you look at the other guys factoring them in, it's more long-term versus short-term. If I need somebody for this week, I like Minshew better than Geno Smith and Matthew Stafford. If I need somebody for the rest of the season, Stafford has a great game coming up in two weeks, I believe it is, or next week. Uh, not not week 14 for sure. Week 15 or week 16, I forget when he's week playing. Week 15. Which one? Week 15 against, against the Washington. Washington. And then Geno Smith in week 16 against um, the uh, Titans. Eagles. I'm sorry. Week 15 against the Eagles, week 16 against the Titans. So back-to-back good games for him. 
But again, for week 14, both those guys do not start them, please. Yeah, so Gino's got the 49ers on the road, and uh, Stafford is at Baltimore. So, right, if you want to stash them, if you, this is not an important week for you, then you can, and this is the case for some people, you got a first-round buy, whatever it is, then you can look at Geno Smith and and uh, Gardner, and uh, sorry, and Matthew Stafford, who have great Well, they wouldn't be first-round buys. They would be first-round playoff matches. You're right. You're absolutely right. You have a first-round buy. Well, even if you have a first-round buy, you know, Stafford in week... That'd be week 16. He gets the Saints. They've actually been pretty vulnerable lately. Uh, I can't say that's a great matchup, though. Uh, and and uh, Smith gets who? The Eagles, was it? Well, he does get the Titans in, in, Titans in the first playoff matchup off a of bye, if that's what you're looking at. And so you, you can sort of play with that one for sure, because if you don't need him in week 15 and he plays great, which he could against the Eagles, then you'll say, okay, this will be the guy I start. But look, we're in quarterback hell right now. You know, So when you lose a guy like Trevor Lawrence with all the other guys who have been down, to have somebody like Geno Smith or Matthew Stafford coming off the games that they just had, Stafford, two straight games, you'll be happy about that as opposed to, let's say, oh, I'm going to trust Jake Browning or Joe Flacco. Yeah, so to recap, Gardner Minshew, if you can't get those guys, Gardner Minshew, Jameis Winston, and Joe Flacco. We wish Winston had a better matchup. Um, do you think he'll crack 20 fantasy points, which is pretty rare against the uh, against the Carolina Panthers? No, I would take the under, but it's Jameis, so you never know. You know, I, I think the one thing that will hold him back is Taysom Hill and they'll probably be able to run like crazy against Carolina. So that's the drawback of them allowing Jameis to have success. The the games where you like Jameis for is they're down three touchdowns early and here comes Jameis winging it all over the place, you know? So that's where Jameis is usually has best. That might not be until week 17 when they play the Bucks. <laughs> All right, let's get to some running back starts here, Dave. All right, so we had – you can repeat yourself. The top three running backs for uh, for week 14. Zeke, Roshan, Tajay Spears. Zeke, Roshan, Tajay Spears. And if you found out Swift were out, let's say we – hypothetical. We find out tonight DeAndre Swift is not going to play this week. Zeke or Gainwell? Zeke. Jamie, Zeke or Gainwell? What did we, we were just finding out for this week that yeah, Swift is out? Yeah, who would you rather have? If Swift were out and Ramondre were out, would you rather have Gainwell at the Cowboys or Zeke at the Steelers? Zeke at the Steelers. Okay, but Gainwell would be number two in that scenario? For number, sure. Yeah. I think that's probably where I'd put him. Because, because the thing that we don't know is, you know, in this, in this made-up scenario of yours, um, how long is Swift out? Well, but not only that, Roshan Johnson is a big unknown, right? I mean, how how safe do you feel adding him and then you're not starting him, are you? The thing that that is frustrating for like, you know, what we all do, you know, especially me, I, I write the waiver wire column is like we've been saying this now for basically the better part of a, of a month for Roshan, you know, just as a stash candidate, just to see, just to see, just to see. I mean, really all season, but certainly for the last two weeks of after the Minnesota game, like you should be adding this guy just to see what happens. We don't know when Deontay Foreman is coming back. We don't know. You know I mean? Like we debated the schedule, you know, I did, I know Dave was a little bit more you know, promising or more optimistic about the schedule, even though it's Detroit and Cleveland. Uh, but that just tells you where he comes out on, on Roshan and the, and the potential, you know, mostly in the passing game. So there's, there's a lot to like about what he could become, but yeah, there's certainly pitfalls. I mean, you know, he did that game without, he, he played in that game without Foreman. Um, it's still a bears offense That's been very up and down. Even when Justin Fields has been playing great, certainly in the backfield. You know, they could come off this game and they felt, okay, Roshan was better for us against the Vikings. Khalil Herbert's better for us against the Lions. You know, that's just how they could approach it. Foreman could be better for us against the Lions. You know, so it's just an unknown. So, yes, you take the potential of 
starter in Gainwell, if that's the case, or certainly starter in Zeke, if that's the case. So, but this is why, like, you know, we, we say, uh, do we need to have a fab conversation? Now you're chasing Ty J Spears. Now you're chasing Roshan Johnson when you could have had these guys for nothing. Yeah, totally. The other point on Roshan is that he's been, he played on a lot of third downs in their last game. I want to say that he's played on a lot of third downs for most of his recent games. Um, let's call it like the last month. If you want me to double check, I will. Uh, you double check. We just got news. Uh, Schefter just tweeted, uh, Ramon J. Stevenson suffered a high ankle sprain and he's now expected to miss, in the words of a source, quote, a few weeks. Yeah. So it's Zeke number one by far. There's no question. Yeah. Oh, man. What a brutal week this was. And you could drop Stevenson. What a brutal week this was. Okay. uh, So is there another running back in the Patriots' backfield for the deeper leagues that plays the Ty Montgomery. Yeah. But in some leagues, you have to start him as a wide receiver. Oh. Speaking of wide receivers. I wonder if there's someone that they would go get off someone's practice squad or somebody. Is is, uh, is it Kevin Harris? Not Kevin Harris. Um, I'll check that next. Who was still there? J.J. Taylor? Is he still there? Could be J.J. Taylor. Uh, Well, we're not going to be getting excited about these names. Corey Dillon? (laughs) Roshan Johnson. I'm going to put in a claim for Curtis Martin just in case. So wide receivers, Jamie, who are the top three wide receivers to get this week? Elijah Moore is one. Dave Aludatis got 35 targets in his last four games, 12 targets last week. Maybe Amari Cooper's out. Great matchup against Jacksonville. Just everything's sort of falling in line for for Elijah Moore. So hopefully that's uh, something that could be a positive. I'm going to go back to Odell Beckham second. You know, you talked about this, Adam, that he had the shoulder injury in their last game against the Chargers. That might have led to some down production, but should be healthy coming off a bye. Still no Mark Andrews. Uh, Not a favorable matchup to start against the Rams, but it is a revenge game for him if he wants to approach it like that. So there could be a situation where Beckham's, I I, I think Beckham could be a number three receiver moving forward. And then the third guy, I've kind of gone back and forth between, do you want to stash Curtis Samuel or do you want to take a chance on Demario Douglas just to see if he's able to play this week? I'll put Douglas third just with the hope that he clears the concussion protocol in time to play. But even if he just comes back for the fantasy playoffs, as much of a dumpster fire as the Patriots are, he still had back-to-back games with nine targets and six catches. So in PPR, he might be a serviceable number three receiver. Okay, so Elijah Moore. And it is important to point out that Elijah Moore did not just have a good game last week. Uh, and I would also argue what what a good game means because I'm guessing his yards per target. Volume. He got a lot of volume. Yeah, he, he's not doing a lot with these targets. But no. four catches for 83 yards on 12 targets is good for your fantasy team. He has scored 12 or more PPR fantasy points in three of his last four games. Jamie mentioned the targets, but it's, it's seven or more in four straight games. So it hasn't just been dependent on Amari Cooper's absence, but obviously— Or on Joe Flacco. Yeah, true. Uh, and Flacco threw over 40 times yesterday or su- or Sunday, which 44 you know, was the number. Yeah, I think so. You wouldn't expect that from a Cleveland quarterback, but their defense is not is not playing great right now. The Denzel Ward's been out, and their offense stinks, so they're giving up more points. Anyway, it, it's a great matchup against Jacksonville. But I did want to point that out. It's three of the last four games for more 12 or more PPR fantasy points. Not exactly setting the world on fire, but he's doing okay. Uh, Beckham, yeah, it, it, I think it was his shoulder. He barely played a few weeks ago. He had a 40, 42% target per route run rate, something like that, which won't repeat itself. But when he was on the field, he got targeted. Tight ends, Dave, we haven't talked about this yet. And uh, there's some interesting ones. There's some players with really good matchups this week. So who do you like at tight end? 
I've got likely at the top of the list, followed closely by Gerald Everett, followed closely by Brevin Jordan. Those are going to be my top three at tight end for this week if you're streaming. Okay. So likely has the Rams, Everett, the Broncos, Jordan, the Jets, right? And you did not mention Tyler Conklin, who I know Jamie likes, who's also in that Brevin Jordan game. Um, Jamie, you like Conklin quite a bit, right? Yeah, great matchup. You know, and you know he's going to get targets uh, no matter who the quarterback is. So um, that's the the nice thing about him. He's he's got, gotten you for the most part a safe floor. And you know, I, I think similar to Gerald Everett. You know, both guys great matchups, great opportunities. So I, I lean slightly toward Conklin over Everett, but they're very close. And Jordan is just really more a byproduct of will Dalton Schultz be out? That's something you just have to keep right. in mind. That's fair. Yeah, is it right. So do you have a strong preference? You know, I, I, for I. Uh, have Trey McBride in a league, must-win league. I'm seventh place right now, so I have a chance. Um, and I put in two claims. I did put Everett ahead of Conklin. Just I got to figure he has a much better chance to score a touchdown, and they both have really good matchups. But that I could see flipping. But I probably, I'll probably keep it that way. I don't think Likely is available there. But do you guys have a strong preference between the four that we mentioned? Likely, Everett, Brevin, Jordan, Tyler, Conklin? Or you know maybe we just don't make this our number one priority and we'll, we'll get one of these guys? For me, it's Likely. He's the one that I like the best of the bunch because I think he's got staying power as a regular part of the Ravens passing game for the rest of the year. Agreed. Okay. Uh, if you're just looking for the one-week option, I think non and half PPR, Everett makes more sense. Full PPR, I'll take Conklin. Uh, Dave, you said you had some info on the what we were sure. talking about earlier. Just following up on what we were talking about with the running backs and Roshan Johnson, the last three games, he's played a huge majority of third-down snaps for the Bears, uh, including in their last game, all of 18 third-down snaps he played. So I think he's got that role locked up, and the Bears might turn to him after the bye and say, you know what, you're our best runner. Let's go ahead and let you loose. So Roshan is locked in for me as the number two running back to get off waivers, unless I want to take a chance on Gainwell, which I would do if I had DeAndre Swift. And I didn't already have Gainwell because I'm a knucklehead for not backing up DeAndre Swift with Kenneth Gainwell. Um, And then the other one is who's the next running back up if Ezekiel Elliott were to go down. Shame on us for not knowing that J.J. Taylor is on the Texans right now. So we can't use him unless he somehow finagles his way back to New England. Uh, it's Ty Montgomery. It's Jamichael Hasty, who's been inactive since being acquired by the Patriots from the Jaguars. And Kevin Harris is on their practice squad. So really, nobody. Who's going to score more points rest of season? Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard? You're evil. For rest of season? Uh, yeah. Zeke's got. I mean, I'm going to say Pollard. Yeah, let me just go through Pollard's schedule because I feel like it's hard. I've uh, got it right here. Philadelphia. It's, uh, it's not, not this, easy. This not week. that. Uh, it's actually not good. Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Zeke has definitely a better schedule. Oh, Buffalo, man. Miami. He'll be okay. So yeah, I mean, I'll take Pollard, but it would really would not surprise me. It'd barf. It uh, also wouldn't be shocking if the Patriots decided to give one of their. Or bring somebody off somebody else's practice squad and just give them an audition. Sure. Okay. DSTs, Jamie. Who are we looking at? Well, go get the Steelers. They're real. Um, uh, let me <laughs> scroll down to it. Uh, the Colts, Dave's talked about this last week. They're a good one. Um, 
the Saints, they get the, the Panthers. The Saints' schedule to close the season is great. So if you're looking long-term, I like the Saints and the Colts. They're basically they're, – they're rostering the same amount of leagues. Uh, although Jake Browning might carve up this Colts defense based on how he looked last night. Um, but the Saints, the Colts, the Texans, they get the Jets, the Patriots, they get the Steelers with Mitch Trubisky. And, you know, give the Patriots defense credit. I, I mean, the offense has been absolutely atrocious, but their defense has hung tough. You know, so that's a credit to Bill Belichick and, and that side of the ball. And then the Packers taking on Tommy DeVito. Packers defense look better of late. So uh, if you're looking for a fifth option there. Uh, kickers, it, it feels like it's the same list every week. I don't know why Blake Groupie, I know he had a bad game last week, but he just continues to uh, be a productive fantasy kicker. Uh, home against the Panthers, indoors. Uh, Matt Gay against the Bengals, and Jake Moody still against the uh, Seahawks. Matt Gay is the man. This guy, he's a good kicker to add for sure. Um, Number one kicker this week. Something I'd like to address. Oh, Dave, why don't you do IDP, and then I'll address something. What, what's that, Adam? IDP? Not, I you, thought there was a way that you were You down with IDP? Back. Yes, perhaps you know who I am. Uh, I'm going to start with defensive backs. P.J. Locke has been really good in place of Kareem Jackson for Denver. Not a rest of season alternative, but he's up there. If you need a defensive back, Charvarius Ward has been getting it done with passes defense the last few weeks. I would keep it rolling with him. Uh, Nate Hobbs for the Raiders. Brian Branch, especially if you're in a long-term league, go grab him. He's starting to play better and put up better numbers now. It's ugly otherwise at defensive linemen. Uh, Kobe Turner with the Rams is someone that you can go and get. Justin Matabuke is someone I had to drop in one of my leagues. I'm going to go back and get him. Uh, they're optimistic that he'll play. Another defensive lineman, Jonathan Hankins. I told you I'd mentioned Shaquille Leonard at linebacker. He's absolutely on the list available in over 70% of CBS Sports IDP leagues. He would be my top grab from the IDP group because everyone else on this list has a wart. Michael Walker, not sure if he's going to be the main linebacker for the Steelers. Devondre Campbell should be the main linebacker, main middle linebacker, I should say, for the Packers, but he had a down game last week. Mike McFadden with the Giants. We'll see if he still keeps his role. And Samson Ekubam might be more of an edge rusher, but his last two games with the Colts, he's put up some pretty good numbers. I had a wart once when I was a kid. They had to freeze it off. It was really... It was actually one of the most painful. You ever have that happen? You had to freeze things off? It was the most painful. Dave no, said all, not these, all these players had warts. I had a wart on my elbow. It was, oh, it was awful. Awful. How do you get a wart? I don't know. Kids get everything, you know? Well, I mean, you don't shower at them, so that probably explains I did. It. Back that then, I did. I only thought that, like, cafeteria lunch ladies get warts. No, I, had a, I still have, like, a scar from it. You know, no offense yeah. to the cafeteria lunch ladies that might be watching or listening right now. Uh, some everybody's been talking about how sick I sound. Some person said, "Listening to Adam makes me want to blow my nose." I get it. I'm sorry. I, I'm so frustrated. I, I can't even. Someone in my house has been sick every single day for I would say two and a half months. We just have not had one moment where someone hasn't been sick. It's been crazy. Does that so. include the cat? No, she's doing fine. What about the cockroaches? Don't have those anymore. We just have. Every other animal, like you the, know, those hideous spiders, spider right? cricket. Well, spiders, but the spider oh crickets. It looks so disgusting. They're terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That's where you got the wart from. The spider cricket. That I've never yeah, seen a spider cricket. When you were a kid, now they're following you around. They're trying to wart you up again. I never saw a spider cricket until uh, last month when I moved in, or two months ago, whenever it was when I moved here. You should burn down your house. I think we'll take another break, and when we come back, I don't think I'm going to do that, Dave. Uh, shallow leagues, deep leagues, and we'll talk about last night's game, which was really fascinating. And uh, we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. The wait is over. 
The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you got to do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. So most of the players we give you are available in at least 35% of CBS Sports Leagues, but the players who are rostered in more than that, we don't talk about all that often. We haven't spoken about Damian Pierce, for example. But Jamie, tell us who the shallow league options are. Uh, quarterback would be Matthew Stafford, Geno Smith. I still put Josh Dobbs on this list just with the hope that he's still the starter because what he showed us in the first couple of starts for the Vikings plus the opportunity to get Justin Jefferson back. So you might want to just take a flyer on him again and unless we know that he's going to be benched. And uh, intrepid reporter Scott Fish is right that Nick Mullins is the <laughs> starter for the Vikings moving forward. Um, at running back, it's a little bit more interesting. Um, Dave mentioned Antonio Gibson. He's still in this range for us because he's at 66% roster. So wherever he is, he's worth adding because we don't know if Robinson's going to be healthy coming off of their bye. Damian Pierce as well. It's not pretty. He still played fewer snaps than Devin Singletary, but outtouched him 15-9. to nine, And you know that he could still be the primary running downs guy. So keep an eye on Damian Pierce. At wide receiver, it's much more interesting with some of the guys that are available there. The two Packers guys not named Christian Watson would be very interesting if Watson does not play because Jordan Love is on fire right now. So you have Romeo Dobbs. He's got 11 or more PPR points in four of his last five. You have Jaden Reed with 15 or more PPR points in three of his last four. So they're playing well, at least producing well. Uh, So you can add those guys. And then um, Noah Brown, we don't know if he will – immensely benefit with Tank Dell out, but there's an opportunity now. And so, you know, what we saw in those two games when Nico Collins was out, he was fantastic. Only had two targets, no catches last week against the Broncos, but again, big opportunity calling. And then Smith and Jigba, he's got three games this season with at least seven targets. In all three of those games, he scored 12 or more PPR points. So hopefully he starts to get more work moving forward as Gino is Mike having, Gino might be having to throw the ball a little bit more as we saw in that game against Dallas and, and Gino looked fantastic. So Smith and Jigba still worth stashing there. And then a tight end. Um, uh, we mentioned this last week, still the same thing again. Dallas Goddard hopefully comes back. You'd like to have him on your team just in case, just to see what happens there. Uh, he's the only one uh, at that position. You think Goddard is number one or number two up there with Zeke if available this week? No. Because I think that what Goddard showed us earlier this season, you might be able to get streaming the position. It's not like he was consistently great. Yeah. I'm just curious actually where he ranks. I have absolutely no idea per game. I'm going to guess somewhere around 10th. Uh, 11th. No, 10th. How about that? No, 11th. Yeah, 11th. Tied with Darren Waller. Those two guys (laughs) have been low-end starters 
at the position, averaging 10 points per game, which is pretty good for a tight end PPR. But um, yeah, I'm fascinated to see what happens there with uh, with Goddard coming back. I mean, the one nice thing about Goddard is that he's got some huge upside. We've seen it in a couple of games this year where he's had 25 PPR points, 18 PPR points, and even his floor games are. I'm looking at it right now, 7.6, 8, 8.2, 9.1. So to Jamie's point, it's not that far off from what you can get with a streamer, but I don't know how many streamers have the upside to get you 15 plus. Not that he can do it against well, – he might be able to do it against the Cowboys. But I I, I would add him. I, I would – if you need a tight end, I might add him now. See if he plays. If he plays, great, you're going to start him. If not – you, you finagle your roster to get another one of the tight end streamers. I don't think you'll be that upset if you've got to pick one of uh, the guys that we've mentioned at tight end to start and you you don't get likely, but you get Gerald Everett or you get you know, Tyler Conklin, one yeah. of those guys. And I, I wasn't suggesting not adding Goddard. Yeah. Adam just asked, is he the second? Is he the second player best, to add? Right. And I, I would say no. Who is? Who would he be? Might be it, it, it really depends on what you need. In a vacuum, it's hard to say if he's even fourth. So if you're if you're going through your waivers and you have the opportunity to pick whatever players you want, I would say you're getting Zeke first, yep. then you're getting uh, Tyreek Hill second. Uh, but no, if you're getting yeah, the players you want, the players are available. <laughs> it would be um, Elliott first, and then I think you go still with the running backs of of Roshan or even maybe Spears, just with the upside of what those guys can be. And then you could still circle back and try and get Goddard, or like I said, likely this week might produce at the same level. Conklin or Everett might produce this week at the same level. You know, it's just not I, – I think – I don't think it's it's Goddard's a slam dunk must start over those guys by that much of a difference, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think Noah Brown, too. Uh, you know, just the two games he had without Nico Collins, right? Maybe one game was without Nico Collins. I think he's going to play on the outside more now with, with Tank Dell out. But there are just so many air yards and big, big game potential. It was very disappointing for Brown – last week or Sunday. Uh, but uh, Stroud didn't have a good game. You know, I talked about this on the on the box score. I, I had this hunch that he just, I saw him miss some throws and turned out he had one of the highest, I think his second highest off target rate, including an off target throw to a wide open Noah Brown down the field. But there could be some big games coming for Noah Brown. And I'm also pretty curious if Geno Smith is going to, is going to just go off like after this slump against the Niners. But then after that, I mean, God, he looks so good. Uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, so I hope he can carry that over. This good op In shallow leagues, there are some really good options. That's always the case, right? Uh, yes. Deep leagues, Dave. Pro- you know, Before I get into case. this, can I bring up a quick strategy point as, as it pertains to waivers and ad drops for this week? Yeah. Let's say I'm fighting for my life in, in my fantasy league and I'm playing against somebody else who is also fighting for their lives. It's essentially a play-in game in week 14 and he just lost Ramondre Stevenson, or he's got a Commanders or a Cardinals back on by, and I don't necessarily need anything for my lineup. The exact right opportunity to try and play keep away from your opponent. I wouldn't break the bank on Fab to go and get Ezekiel Elliott in this instance, but if you've got a waiver claim that's ahead of your opponent, play defense. Grab Zeke so that your opponent can't use Zeke against you. Or if it's a quarterback, it's a 2QB league, uh, grab Flacco so that your opponent can't use him against you. It's only in this specific situation, though. You've got to take care of your team first. But if you think your lineup is good to go and you're ready for week 14 and you don't need to get anybody who's a must-add, take a look at your opponent's lineup, see if they've got a hole, and then try and beat them to fill that hole and keep somebody away from their team so that they can't hurt you this week. 
Yeah, but in the case of Elliott, though, like that's that's the type of player you want to get no matter what, because not only are you keeping away from somebody else, you're you're potentially using him. I think it's more in in what you're talking about. You're looking at there's one decent quarterback left. Yeah, go get that quarterback to keep your opponent from having. There's one decent tight end left. Like these these are guys you're going to potentially play. Like you know you could use Elliott. Right, and if there's a person in your league that you just don't like and is a total jerk. Take a look at that person's roster and, and block that person too. <laughs> Play defense against the jerk. Yeah, you could do that. Get that person. You might want to do that. Let's say you're this is the the jerk is someone who you're trying to beat on a tiebreaker. Yeah, either whatever. Same the strategy. Is. Uh all right, deep leagues, Dave. Who do we got? Let's focus on like uh, you know, twenty percent rostered and less. Sure. Um, by the way, just Jamie saying you have to get Zeke no matter what. I'm getting flashbacks to 2019. It's amazing over here. Okay. Uh, Flacco, 90% available. He would be at the top of my list. Jameis would be after him, but it depends on what you can stomach between those two guys, DeVito, Bethart, Mullins. And obviously, if we get the word that Mullins is going to be the starting quarterback for Minnesota before your waivers run, go ahead and put Mullins probably at the top of the list. Running backs that are available in deep, deep leagues, it's not pretty. Latavius Murray is at the top of the list at 79%. After that, it's it's uh, Justice Hills, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you're asking me to focus only on deep leagues, right? We're not talking about guys that are available in like 50% right. of leagues. Right. Adam? Yes, of course. All right. That's the list of running That's backs. Sorry to make show. you feel. <laughs> All right. How about this wide receiver? Khalil Shakir, available in 80% of leagues. Looks to me like he's the number three receiver in Buffalo's offense, and the Bills are about to play in a high-scoring game against Kansas City. Wouldn't mind having him on my team if I miss out on Elijah Moore, Odell Beckham, um, if Demario Douglas doesn't play, Shakir would be a good guy that you can pivot to. And another receiver, he just had a good game. I don't know if you can count on continuing to have a good game, but Jonathan Mingo in Carolina just had a lot of targets, decent catches, decent yardage to go along with it. And then Adam's guy, Jalen Hyatt, 89% available. I would take the chance on him ahead of any of the Patriots receivers, Devontae Parker or Juju Smith-Schuster. And then at tight end, there's only two, Brevin Jordan. We already talked about him. Chico Conquo at 80%. That would be the other tight end that I would go after. I got two other receivers for you that could be relevant. It's uh, Dontavian Wicks in Green Bay with the potential injury to Christian Watson mm-hmm. and Cedric Tillman in Cleveland if uh, there is no Amari Cooper. He just got six targets from Joe Flacco, 11 targets his last two games. And Jacksonville, as we just saw and we know, they're terrible against almost everything in the passing game. So uh, Tillman might have an opportunity for a big game this week. What about Zay Jones? I think he's 23% rostered. Hard to trust him, but yeah, he's he's there. But you know, you're talking about backup quarterback. If it was to Lawrence, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, we should probably mention Parker Washington. Yeah, the slot guy who did I miss the part where we talked about Parker Washington? No, we haven't talked. I was about to bring him up, and I available I, I, in a ton of leagues. Most league. definitely the slot replacement for Jacksonville. He played 80% of his snaps in the slot, and he moves okay. Like he's not exactly a, a world beater out there, but. He's going to get some work, especially from a quarterback like Beathard, who's not going to throw every pass Flacco style 30 yards downfield. But don't chase the touchdown because the touchdown. Oh, no, no, no. Chase the targets. That was so lucky. Like, he might get you eight PPR points. Yeah. You know, uh, Parker, by the way, Devontae Parker, I don't want to completely gloss over him. He had nine targets last week. So it's just all about if if, uh, Demario Douglas is out. But. No Kendrick Bourne, obviously. No Demario Douglas. That's actually been a pretty decent scenario for Devontae Parker in terms of drawing targets. So, um, I, I mean, yeah. I, honestly, in a 12-team, three-receiver league, I don't. Rem- I know I have Christian Kirk in that league, and I think I started Jalen Guyton last week. So, I, I feel like 
I, I might have to look to one of these guys. It's not that unrealistic for, for people. It's that's only a twelve team league. But yeah, sure. It's it, yeah. I, I feel uh, I just I'm worried that that game's going to be just a ton of running. Both teams, Steelers, yeah. Patriots, just handing off, and whoever kicks the most field goals wins. It's going to be ugly. Cincinnati yeah. 34, Jacksonville 31. This was not ugly. And, man, who are the Bengals? The team that we were all <laughs> so worried about two weeks ago when they really struggled against Pittsburgh? Or this team that's actually, oh, my gosh, we're, we're not even considering sitting Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon's good again. Jake Browning is not. You know, who are they, Jamie, the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, I hope they are what we saw last night. You know, I mean, all the key contributors for the most part, aside from uh, Higgins, was, um, you know, what we wanted to see. So really just Mixon and Chase. But, look, they were they were definitely putting the ball in Chase's hands as much as they could. And that was fun to see. And then they hit the big play over the top. So you got to feel great if you're the Jamar Chase fantasy manager that he's not going to be a total disaster and you have to hit the panic button. He's not going to do this consistently down the stretch because the matchups are a lot tougher. But still, if he's going to get double digits and targets, you take your chances with that guy over most, even with the quarterback situation being what it is. Um, Mixon, I think you got to feel good about it as well. You know, involved in the passing game, got the goal line opportunities because the offense moved the ball. He was able to fall into the end zone a couple times. So it's uh, it's a fairly good situation to be uh, with those two guys moving forward certainly compared to what we saw last week against Pittsburgh. One negative for Mixon, though, was that they did say they wanted to get Chase Brown more involved, and they absolutely did. So Mixon had 19. I thought carries. he looked pretty good, too. Looked really good. Nine yeah. carries for 61 yards. Mixon had 19 carries for 68 yards with two touchdowns. Uh, are we dropping T. Higgins? He's droppable, but I would reluctantly do it. Ten team leagues, yes. It's kind of like what we talked about uh, Sunday with like McLaurin. You know, the, there's just these guys that you know somebody will pick them up. You know, there's a chance for a good game or two down the stretch, but you're not going to feel comfortable starting them. So if you need to drop somebody for Zeke in a ten team league, if you're desperate, you know, like I would start Elijah Moore over T Higgins this week. So if you're in that situation, like you just need uh, a, a little bit more of a higher ceiling play then yes, you're dropping T. Higgins for somebody like that. If you need to pick up a tight end or quarterback because you lost somebody, then yes, you're dropping T. Higgins if that's the worst guy on your bench. But ideally, I would like to hold him if I can. If I have Travis Etienne, and they're facing the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens in their next two games. If I have Etienne, Calvin Ridley, and Evan Ingram, am I looking on the waiver wire for replacements? Not dropping, just to be clear, not dropping them, but just trying to avoid Just to have a guy to go to Uh in case things are bad. Uh, Yes, with Ingram, Maybe with Ridley, probably not with ETN. I, I would. I mean, you know, you're talking about Washington being a go-to option for CJ Beathard. I would guess Ingram is that guy by far over Washington. So, and we saw it last night yes, too at the end of the game. We did. Yes. Yeah, so, so I, I mean, if you're if you're saying who's who's the safety valve, I'm not getting rid of Ingram by far. I think he may actually. I don't want to say benefit from this, but he may have a little bit more of a, of a boost, mostly because Kirk is not there, not necessarily because of the quarterback change. And just to be fair, he's had a ton of games this year with double-digit PPR points. No, I'm just asking if you really are still confident starting them. I'm certainly not saying to drop any of them. is the only one that the answer is no. ETN, yes, because of I I think you know they'll lean on him. They'll lean on the passing game. Um, And Ingram, I think you just kind of know what you're getting, and I don't think that's going to change. Again, I think he might get a little bit better from a target perspective because Kirk's not there. So Ridley is extremely tough to trust. Ingram has nine games this year with at least 9.5 PPR points. Shout out to the decimal nerds. I know some people lost their matchup on Ridley's 
whatever it was, 45-ish yard catch being called back. It was a really good catch. Tough game for him. They tried to get him involved. He was defended pretty well, I guess. Uh, he was. Came up, came up a yard short of a touchdown, too. So yeah. uh, I would I would say go right back to him if Trevor Lawrence were the quarterback, but yep. I can't say that. Um, all right. And then let's go to the drop-o-meter. Zero to ten. I only have a few guys on the list. We'll talk about more drops when we get to each position in a moment. Jeff Wilson, zero to ten. Fifteen. Nine. Uh, Drake, uh, Marquise Brown first. Marquise Brown, injured going into a bye. Injured going into a bye, and then he plays the Niners, the Bears, and then Philadelphia in week 17. So you might not really like starting him until week 17. I'd put him at a six. That's fair. I would say five. It's Marquise Brown. And yes, if you're wondering, well, what about that Bears matchup? Actually, not a good matchup for wide receivers this year. This Bears defense has gotten better since adding Montez Sweat. They deserve credit. Drake London, 0-10. to Tampa Bay coming up. Yeah, you can't can't drop him going into the matchup against Tampa Bay. I'll give him a 3 on the dropometer. How about Pat Fryermuth facing the Patriots on Thursday? That one's going to be higher. 6. 2. Would you drop Pat Fryermuth for any of the uh, waiver wire guys? Likely Conklin, Everett, etc. I likely would. <laughs> Only likely. Okay. All right, back to the waiver wire. And again, I'll give you more names to drop from Jamie's list. Um, the shallow league guys are Stafford. Baker, I, we haven't really talked about Mayfield much. Kind of glossed over him. But Mayfield's got Atlanta this week. Uh, that's Jesse ter- without AJ Terrell. Yeah, that's terrific. So... If I if I said Mayfield, Geno Smith, Dobbs, and Stafford, uh, Dave, how would you prioritize those four? Give me the names one more time, please. No, Mayfield, Geno Smith, <laughs> Stafford, and Dobbs. I don't know if Dobbs is going to be the starter, so I can't put him first. I would put Mayfield first. I I might take the chance on Dobbs second, and then if I needed a guy for this week, I think I'd take. I think I'd take Gino over Stafford, but it's just for this week. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. that's for th- It would be a different order if I already had a quarterback that I was okay starting this week and I needed somebody for the weeks after. And we already talked about that 20 minutes ago. Right, right, right. With Gino and Stafford. Okay. Uh, the available players are Gardner Minshew, Jameis Winston, who we're thinking a little less than 20 points against the Panthers. And Joe Flacco scored 20 points at the Rams. Gets the horrible Jaguars defense. Uh, Jake Browning, super impressed. I mean, Jake Browning, they said on the broadcast at the very end, his completion percentage last night was an NFL record for anyone making their first or second start of their career. He was 32 of 37 for 354 yards and a touchdown with a rushing touchdown. He just barely was outscored by Trevor Lawrence, but they both scored more than 29 points. So bravo for him. He gets the Colts coming up, who have been better lately, certainly, against quarterbacks. Um, so, again, that's uh, Minshew, Winston, Flacco, Browning. And then after that, it's DeVito. But really, you might want to take a shot on Nick Mullins uh, because DeVito could lose his job and Mullins could gain a job and gain Justin Jefferson. Dave was talking about that just a little while ago. Trubisky. You know, the, there was actually a quote about Mason Rudolph that made me think that if Trubisky comes out and struggles, that they could bench him. It's possible, but unlikely. And then C.J. Beathard. Who, to give C.J. Beathard a little credit, once upon a time in San Francisco, he 
was not that bad. So <laughs> he wasn't that bad uh, last night. Yeah, he was okay. I think what you see I mean, with these no Jake Browning. I think what you see with these guys. Probably a higher A dot than Jake Browning, throw, but not by much. They throw short. They play very conservatively. They're not great downfield. I think that was probably the case with Browning, even though he had the deep touchdown catch to Chase, but it wasn't like super deep. Who do you think had the higher A dot between Bethard and Browning? Bethard. By three and a half yards. And uh, yeah, because I remember seven point zero for Bethard, four point five for Browning. Four point five for Browning. I mean, that's just horrible. But it, Bethard had a terrible deep ball to uh, Zay Jones. I think it wasn't even close. And and the one to Calvin Ridley. Ridley was the one who had to make a play on it. That was the play that the holding call brought it back. Right. So but it wasn't probably, like a studly throw. That didn't count in his ADOT, I would assume. Since no. play didn't count. All right, running backs: Damian Pearson, Antonio Gibson. Gibson, excuse me, I don't know why I said Gibson. Damian Pearson, Gibson. Uh, we didn't mention Chris Rodriguez, but if you're super desperate, he, he could have a role going forward. You can I can wait a week. You don't have to go get Chris Rodriguez now. Well, if you're in a league where a guy like Chris Rodriguez needs to be rostered, then you probably have to get him. But I also don't know about Brian Robinson's injury. Right. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Rashawn Johnson, Tajay Spears, Kenneth Gainwell. Have we talked about them yet? Let's look at the, the Seattle situation, uh, Jamie. DJ Dallas, maybe, with an opportunity. I mean, unfortunately, it's San Francisco. But we got two injured running backs there, and we just don't know what the situation is for the Seahawks. I saw two reports where, you know, the uh, ever-optimistic um, Pete Carroll said he's hopeful that Kenneth Walker can play in Week 14, so we'll see if that's the case. And then in terms of Zach Charbonnet, the only report we saw was that he's dealing with a knee so it doesn't sound serious, but still, you know, it's uh, anytime you're talking about a knee, you never know. So hopefully both guys are available, if not one, which would be more ideal because then you're getting all the touches like we've seen. Uh, but yes, if both are out, then DJ Dallas is probably looking at 15 total touches. And so desperate flex play in deeper leagues, he's on the table. What is your interest what if level? It, what about Kenny McIntosh? Could he get in there? I would hope that he would, but we just running downs at least. I, uh, DJ Dallas will for sure play the passing downs. Yeah. But I won't. I'm not. I, look, I no. I mean, suddenly I'm more interested in Chris Rodriguez. Um, yeah. Well, remember last week you were saying that Pete Carroll said that Kenny McIntosh was going right to the top, and he didn't right get to the top. Touch. And then he, I don't think he had a single. <laughs> I don't know if he played more than one snap. <laughs> right to the top of the bench. Ever optimistic Pete Carroll. Any interest in lying Deontay, old coot? Deontay Foreman, fifty nine percent. No. That's not a bad one. It's not a bad one, right? I mean, it's not bad, but I don't have a ton of interest. I, I I think it's difficult to say we should be adding Roshan Johnson and adding Deontay Foreman. Yeah, like that just feels like bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you could say you can add Roshan Johnson, and if you don't get him, then you can add Deontay Foreman. And just I mean, look, if you really want to lock up the Bears' backfield, which has been fantastic all season long, then go get both. Lock up the Bears' backfield going into a matchup where Justin Fields has reliably run for over 100 yards against the opponent. That's every true. Time That's true. Or okay. Last three times. Wide receiver. Um, Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed and Noah Brown and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jamie, who's your favorite from that group? Of the shallow guys? Yeah. Uh, it would be Jaden Reed. You know, I think we've just seen enough of his upside to say that he has the best potential if Christian Watson is going to miss any time. But even when Watson's been there, I just bind into Jordan Love right now. Like, he's just been excellent. And um, amazing to see his his growth and his production. And uh, I saw um, somebody tweet, like, 
God damn it, the Packers going to have a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Must have been a Bears fan. Uh, probably so. Um, but, I mean, look, he, he, he's, he's got the goods. And, and his receivers are, you know, growing up and, and playing well. And, you know, it sucks that Watson, just when he's getting going, has the hamstring injury. So hopefully he's able to play through it. But if he's not, then both these guys are, are, are worth picking up. But I would lean toward Reed. I, I think you can make the argument for all four of these guys being excellent ads. Reed, for the reasons you said, Dobbs, if there is no Watson, we've seen him be the go-to guy for Jordan Love before. Noah Brown, no more Tank Dell. And if there's no Dalton Schultz, you'd think that he's going to start getting more targets. And JSN should have had a monster game on uh, on Thursday, I guess it was. It seems like a year ago. But he still had a pretty good game in PPR. And I wonder if he ends up being number two in targets the rest of the season ahead of Lockett. So I like all four so. of these guys. If you can find them in a shallow league, go get them. Oh, man. People will be a lot more excited about JSN if that touchdown had counted. And a few weeks ago, he had a, a long catch that he just stepped out of bounds on. He's been very close. Uh, yeah. these- he's he's going to be one of the best and most well most talked about breakout receivers next year. I hope so. Uh, Beckham, Elijah, Elijah Moore, Odell Beckham, Curtis Samuel, Demario Douglas, who I must, must stress once again, was listed as it did not practice on Monday. So he's trying to get out of the concussion protocol. Rashid Shaheed would be pretty interesting. He could take over as the, the lead wide receiver this week uh, if Olave is – wait, what am I saying? Olave's going to no, play. I'm sorry, yeah. Oh, Don't scare us with an sorry. Olave injury. I'm, I'm back in week 13. Never mind. Rashid Shaheed's on the list, though. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, Jalen Hyatt. The next two Jameson opponents – Williams, maybe? Who? Jamison Williams. Ever hear of him? Yeah, I still doesn't get any targets, but very few. But he he does make some plays. It's it's a stash guy. I like the Dontavian Wicks call. He's got uh, four to five targets in five straight games, and that was all with Christian Watson. So yep. what if we get six or seven targets? He might get sixty yards out of him. Uh, Jets wide receiver Xavier Gibson had a big game randomly, but he's at the bottom of the list. Any Hard interest pass. in uh, Quentin Johnston? Quentin Johnston, anyone? It, you know, I, I I considered it, but he dropped so many passes. He had another bad drop again uh, last week against the Patriots. Now, granted, weather was an issue there. They're playing the Broncos, you know, so he's he's not going to see Patrick Sertan most likely. But if he does, that's a huge issue for him. So it's just so hard to trust. I wish like this is the start of a breakout for him, but the targets are there. The production's not. It's just tough to say. Go at him. Tight ends, Isaiah Likely. Well, Dallas Goddard would be uh, actually. Did I ask you this? Would you rather have Goddard or Likely? Goddard. Goddard. Goddard will be the number one tight end to go get. Yes. Okay. Goddard will be number one. Likely two. Conklin for Jamie. I think Dave likes uh, Everett next. Yes. Brevin Jordan is on the list. Tyler Conklin's on the list. Darren Waller. If we knew he were playing, maybe we'd be more interested. Great matchups going forward for Darren Waller. Uh, Tucker Craft for the Packers is Okay. Faces the Giants this week. Uh, what do you think about Kyle Pitts with if these other guys were available? He's seventy eight percent rostered. I'd be dropping Kyle Pitts for a lot of these guys. Same here. All right, we mentioned, and Dave. he just had like one of his better games of the year. Yeah, Dave mentioned Chigo Conquo at Miami this week. He's a decent uh, option in deeper leagues. DSTs: The Saints are against the Panthers. The Colts are at Cincinnati. The Colts have. 20 sacks in their last four games, something like that. Uh, the Texans. They have at least 18 fantasy points in each of their last four. Wow. 
The Texans at the Jets. The Patriots at, at Pittsburgh. The Packers are at the Giants. Kickers, Blake Groupie, Matt Gay, Jake Moody. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Well, thank you, guys. That was a lot of fun. Gonna be it's an a, important week. Yeah. Jamie's uh, still alive and well in Scott Fish. So am I. Several CBSers awesome. still going, yeah. How are you guys in the FFT open? I'm FFT closed. Uh, okay. you're, I'm in. You're in. I'm in the first. I, I did not get the first round by, but I'm in the the triangle match. Excellent. Zang. Good job. It's Jamie, did you make oh, the top the four? Four C. All right. Good for you. Let me check points. All right. Well, oh, right. Let me check that. Should sort it for you on CBS. Have a great day, everybody. We'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Some fun stuff on our Wednesday episode. Yeah, I got the All right. Our fantasy football today. See you, everybody. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!